everyone. Welcome to Post Credit Brews. This is the podcast where we do a review while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And if you think we sound crystal clear this week, you're not the only one. As of the, the time of this recording, we are officially back in studio. We're live. Not technically live for this episode, but we're together recording it. It's not on Zoom. We're back together. No more Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for! It's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's an overdue feeling, too, I believe. Absolutely. It's been a while. I, I think know. The, maybe the last episode we did in person was the DC Fandom in the fall. I, I don't even know. And Christ, probably would have been September. Yeah. And Chris, how long ago was that? I, 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 this year's like already flown by so fast. It was a while ago, yeah. That's our intern, Richard, who's whining. You know, you got to put the OT in to get, get the buck, you know? No. He doesn't like doing this audio. <laughs> No, it's that this is it's it's kinda weird too. You know, they lifted the, the face mask mandate. I was actually starting to get used to the, the face mask and everything. Mm-hmm. But now you can start walking around with that and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I always keep it on me just in case. You yeah. Know, I'm still a little weary about mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You gotta have it in that uh Yeah, you gotta have keep one in your car, you know. Even just yeah. in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that with the face mask though, I did not get like the comic hold or anything like once this year. Yeah, I you know, I, I, for some reason I felt like when I wore my glasses with the mask when it first happened, it, they would fog up, and then for some reason like I just got to a point where like they stopped fogging up. I don't know if they just got used to it or I don't really know how to explain yeah, you it. Know, I figured out a way around that too because like wearing glasses with a face mask actually really sucks. Mm. But I think like if you put it like the like over like the top of your nose, okay, and have like the glasses like going over top of that, it, like seals it, it in, so you don't have do to like it. get that fog yeah. in like that. And I heard crazy stuff like shaving cream i was like i'm not putting shaving cream on my glasses no <laughs> like, ew. yeah who is having that conversation oh but no but i mean yeah it feels good to be back i'm actually very excited for this episode because we obviously have uh falcon and winter soldier review that we're going to do very big show definitely like we were saying kind of on the heels of wandavision and i think our i think i might be more excited for the beers that we're reviewing this episode no, yeah, we do mm-hmm. have a good line of, of beers. Mm-hmm. We figured we'd celebrate our return with beers. Yeah. We have a we have a flight from Blueprint Brewing Company mm-hmm. with us tonight. Yeah, and so a little backstory to all this: we went to Blueprint, the three of us, on some random Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. just in March, like early March. Yeah, and I sent a picture of the beer. It was actually a really good beer that I had from there. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it too, but it had a roller coaster on it. Yeah, if, if they're listening to this now. Emotional roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, "This that's the most 2020 beer I think I've ever heard." Yeah. And then they had one said like, mm-hmm. they had like it was called like like FU 2020 or something like that. Something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that tops that. That's yeah. also like a 10 percent alcohol too. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, I posted a picture of it, and uh, one of the a very nice lady from Blueprint came over. Was like, you guys from Postcode Brews? Mm-hmm. And we're like. Hell yeah, that's us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came out with a, with a four-pack for us. It's the first time anyone noticed us. I know. It was, it was a really cool <laughs> feeling. So thank you to everybody at Blueprint. You're like the first yeah. ones that outed us a little in public. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I mean, we did some promotion on Instagram. I think we may have tagged them in a post before, and I think somebody made a post that day and tagged them. So, yeah, they came over to our table, and, yeah, she gave us the 
Yeah, the four pack, which is cool. Well, we discovered discovered this because you were living in Harleysville for a little bit, mm-hmm. and now yeah. it's like right near your apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's a very nice brewery. Yeah, I like the Wizard there. They get some really cool food trucks. We did the Wizard for our uh, onward episode. I think. We did, and I yeah. think they yeah. started selling. The, I think you can get the Wizard now at McGurk's and Horsham. Oh really? I really? think they have it on tap now. Oh, there. Cool, I saw cool. that. That was so. just there the other day. Yeah, I think they have it there on tap now. That, that's usually my go-to beer when I go there. It's good. That mm. that emotional roller coaster one, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. We have I don't a, know if I had that one. Yeah, we have a nice variety right here, which I'm really interested in getting into. Yeah. Yeah, so what beers we got there, John? All right, so we have a four-pack here. So we have the Peanuts and Bolts with Toasted Coconut. Mm-hmm. That is a peanut butter milk stout. We have Brush Strokes, which is a caramel oat stout. We have the Collaboration Happy Pills, which is a pomegranate pilsner. Uh, and then we do have an unnamed beer. Uh, it is a double IPA coming in at 8% alcohol. She, so. did, she did mention that they were going to give us one that didn't have a name. Maybe mm-hmm. we can throw our suggestions for names in the hat when we try it. Yeah. Definitely. Hopefully it hasn't been chosen by now because it's this has been sitting in my fridge for a little bit mm-hmm. because we went back into a, a second lockdown. Yeah. I was going to say, you should have a lot of self-control, Dave. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to keep them in my fridge for a couple months. Well, that's a, well so we, during the Zoom, so everybody knows now, during the, the Zoom, we would went to Wegmans and made like mm-hmm. the make yeah. six-pack. So mm-hmm. we all chose one of the same thing. Like, all right, we're going to choose like beer number three on our thing yeah. for this episode. Yeah. Just to get it through us through a couple mm-hmm. episodes. But now, and it's also another announcement now that just thinking about mm-hmm. it. At the time of this recording, it is Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So... Gentlemen, the bruise of summer is officially upon us. The bruise of summer. <laughs> we'll get some good beers for it. Yeah. We do. We have a, a great lineup. We mm. already have reached out and got some listed already. Yeah. And we're excited to give our review on them. You yeah. Know, that's what we do here, Postcutter Brews. A big part of our podcast is reviewing local beers and movies and beers. Movies and beers, yeah. Like, and you can't TV go wrong. shows. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about it before with the movie tavern. Like, I, I usually, like, I kind of stay clear of the movie tavern. Mm-hmm. I don't really go there too often. I, I don't want to eat a burger and watch a movie like that. We had, yeah, we went to that discussion before yeah. in a couple episodes. Or our very first one, Joker, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It might have been one of the first ones, yeah. I keep yeah. Joker was our first one. Yeah, Joker was our first one. Would Francis Conroy have been a delight to uh, <laughs> eat a burger or have a brew with? Or She would have had to stay in character that she was playing in Joker for it to be enjoyable, I think. As Barney Stinson's mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the show Todd Phillips pitched was a a Penny Fleck standalone series in the in the vein of Sex in the City. <laughs> so we we had a conversation earlier to our listeners. So every DC movie that's coming out now, they like the creators of it have to come up with like a show for HBO Max or or HBO or some form. So I, I think Todd Phillips Todd Phillips kind of dodged a bullet there, but I think you're right, John. I think his idea was a Francis Conroy origin story from Joker. So. It'd be kind of interesting seeing what some of those shows are, though. Yeah, I mean, I think we know for Batman we're getting a Gotham PD show, which mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. I think. Yeah, I don't know what the show could be from Flash. Suicide Squad is Peacemaker, right? Yeah. How would you feel for the Wonder Wonder Woman one? It's just on loop, just Gail Gadot just trying to say Kyle. Kyle, no. Just the, the different outtakes of her saying Kyle. <laughs> Is that her trying to say? Cal Al. Oh, Cal Al, yeah. Cal Al. Cal Al. 
<laughs> that was what Aiden brought that up in the last episode Wait. when he was on the last. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, her line read there is very bad. Kalel, no. <laughs> I, on my commute to work this morning. Oh, it's because you no, you sent it, John. So John's been watching Mortal Kombat, and he said one of the aliens in it looks like one of the aliens from The Watch, that Jonah Hill, Ben Stiller, oh my Vince Vaughn movie. That movie. So what I'm saying, it, like I was just thinking of that, and I was like, I mean, I have yet. Why we saw that in theaters, I have no idea, Dave. I still have to did. see that movie. I think it's on. I think that's on HBO yeah. Max too. So I want to watch but, that movie. But I was thinking of revisiting that. Like, right. how ridiculous! I mean, I think at least every other month we send the scene where they're dancing with the alien in the basement in our group chat. But oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but at least for the, for like a movie like Tower Heist, like we got that for free. Yeah, through, yeah. through um, like Saxby's Heist? Coffee at a mm-hmm. at Temple. Temple Tower yeah. Heist wasn't that bad. I thought I liked Tower but, Heist. But I mean, it's not a great movie. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think you could put like that movie, the the Watch. That's it's called the Watch. Like mm-hmm. in, yeah. in that kind of mold with that. I yeah. could I could agree with like that. Tower Heist. Mm-hmm. It's not the Jonah Hill was committed to that, so he couldn't do Django <sighs> Unchained, right? Yeah, I was thinking he was, Jonah, in, he was in that weird stage of his life where he was like skinny Jonah Hill, but he was like still trying to be funny. Yeah, he was. <sighs> Yeah, he, it was inter- Some of his career choices after Moneyball were pretty interesting, because like he kind of blows up, gets nominated for an Oscar for Moneyball, or at least like he does Moneyball, and then immediately after, I think his two movies are The Sitter and The Watch. Yeah, so, he had Twenty Two Jump Street in there too, right? Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, you're right. John. Like Twenty Twelve was a weird year Jump though. Twenty One. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys watched his show on Netflix? Maniac. Oh, Maniac. Yeah, I did. Watch I watched it. it like a year ago. Yeah. I got to like, do like one episode. I couldn't like, really. Get it was weird. It. It's a tough watch. Yeah, it's weird. I don't really know how to describe it, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, and maybe this kind of fits into our like Falcon and Winter Soldier show, but like, that's crazy. Like I watched that show. It was like a Netflix show with uh, Jonah Hill, Emma Stone, and like that came out three years ago, and it's just like nobody talks about it. Like there's so much TV that's coming out, and I. That's my thing with these Marvel shows is I feel like it's just going to be like once one ends, a new one's going to start. Um, I think we'll be at that point soon. There, yeah. There's just so much. It's so hard to keep up, especially, you know, with working, like, you know, working or whatever other commitments you have. It's hard to dedicate that time to what you want to do. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, there's so many shows on. Yeah. That it's like you got like these Marvel shows. Like I always watch them right away. Like I'll watch the Loki episode the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. But you know some of these like I've been wanting to watch Invincible for a really long time on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and you know I haven't gotten to that yet. Mm-hmm. But I mean at the same time, sometimes I kind of like that because then you'll get to do the binge. You'll get yeah, to what go through it all. Carve out the time. Yeah, and I think COVID had a lot to do with like shows you would never w- would watch to mm-hmm. shows that you would never watch to get mm-hmm. popularity. Oh yeah. And then now that it's going away, like shows that could be popular, you may not even see because you're out mm-hmm. doing things again. Yeah, yeah, you're more social and stuff. Yeah, I. What was I gonna say? With did you guys see with Loki? That's gonna premiere on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yeah, and that really, I'm I'm telling you, when I was done work on Fridays, I, you know, working remotely, so I would just once I was done work, I would watch Wandavision, I would watch Falcon Winter Soldier. It was just a nice routine. I did the same thing with Mandalorian, so that's weird. Wednesday, that's just a Wednesday. Weird time. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. I feel like it's I don't know. I mean, I think I think Loki. I think is six episodes, and I think with it coming out, I think it does run into Black Widow. Mm. Like I think that sixth up, either the sixth or fifth is like the week Black Widow comes so you out. Think so. that, okay, which yeah. the week Black Widow comes out is the weekend that we'll be in Boston. Oh, that's another thing we gotta talk about. 
Yeah. We're doing our trip to Boston. Mm-hmm. It's coming out, coming up pretty soon. Yeah. An episode on location. <laughs> on location. <laughs> so we, we yeah. won tickets to the Phillies game in Boston for a weekend in case anybody <laughs> needs some context. <laughs> you got some spots for us to go to. Let us know. We actually got the Cheers bar. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's probably a given, right? It's got to be a given. Yeah. There's a few. I mean, it, it, it's a weekend, so I think we're going to have to space out our time, you know. We got tickets for a Friday game. We got the Saturday game. It'll be fun, fun week. I'm weekend. curious about the, that they call it, like, when I, I, well, I did this with New Orleans when I went mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Yeah. And they had our own, like, little private tailgate mm-hmm. before the game, so. Yeah. I'm curious what they're going to do now with all the COVID stuff and everything, but now it's getting lifted, so we'll see. Maybe, yeah. And you said special guest usually shows up there, right? Yeah, we had a drunk Marshall Harris last time from <laughs> Comcast Sportsnet. Yeah. Well, at the time, it was Comcast Sportsnet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see who we get. Maybe who would you be your ideal? Like it's it's a local guest too. That's the thing. Like it's it's a local it's guest. A local guest. It was supposed to be these beat um these beat reporters for the that mm-hmm. like do like all cover all the, the local sports for like NJ.com and stuff like that. Yeah, that was one of them. But who like, who would who would you want to be your like guest like local guest? I mean, you got a lot of choices. Maybe we can get like a, a Chris Evans there, or Chris like a John Evans. Krasinski. Yeah, because. But they're not local. They're from Boston. Oh, they're not talking about like from like Philly. Like, oh, Philly. Like okay. they bring someone from yeah. Philly. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, local guest. I don't know. Kevin Bacon. I think maybe I'd want to see Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Is she from Philly? What? American singer songwriter. Yeah, she. She's from Wynwood. That right outside Jingentown. I don't know where that is. I know is. that the yeah. the train station says Jenkintown slash Wincoat. Wincoat? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, we'll, we'll see who shows up, you know? Yeah. I'm curious. Let's see, like, like a... It'd be cool. Merrill Reese would be a cool cool guest. You want to see him show up there? But he's probably calling... Uh, it's, a Philly, it's a Phillies game. Yeah, Merrill Reese would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited to go to that stadium. I know. That's yeah, one of the ones like fun, Fenway. So that's one of the things I want. Like, I want. I am gonna continue my bucket list. I want to see every NFL and baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've seen a few football stadiums, right? Just New Orleans. I mean, I, I started okay. it, like last year. You you never been to MetLife? I never been to MetLife. No. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's ones that you can get to, like New York or Washington. You can mm-hmm. get by train or, or drive there. I'm gonna save them for Hold down off. the road. Yeah. I think I think next year like, I want to do Vegas this year. Mm-hmm. Chicago, Chicago might be a good move. Chicago, yeah. That's the thing though. Like at least some of the travels that I've done, it's like you're not there for that long. So like unless you're doing a trip like we're doing, where it's like we're specifically going for the Phillies. Like if you're just going to Chicago for like a wedding or just like a trip, it's you know for me at least it's like you want to do sightseeing. When we get to Boston, we definitely gotta do a, a beer review. With a Boston beer, and they have a bunch of like, mm-hmm. breweries out there too. Want we'll to check some out? Yeah, yeah. Bring some back, review it. You know, I'm thinking yeah. about just bring the equipment and just doing like a live episode in the hotel. Live episode there. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what do we want to do, guys? We just want to kind of jump into it then. Yeah. So th- we're not going to do a full fledged like beer review mm-hmm. for this episode. Yeah. 
So we're going to treat this like a flight because we got four cans of beer and there's three mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is not one, not two, not three, but four mm-hmm. post-credit beer cracks. Yeah. It's only a thing because we're back in studio. Yeah. Nothing stops this train. Definitely. Absolutely. And for the hospitality, a blueprint for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. they, again, yeah. Yeah. Our hats off the blueprint. Thank you for the mm-hmm. the free beer. It's actually, it was like, I, I don't go out my way to say, hey, I'm from a pie, give me free beer. But this was like mm-hmm. some, this is like the goal. I like them to say, hey, we got some beer. Try them, do a review, let us know what you think. That that was the whole goal for me when I was sitting mm-hmm. at, at that bar and doing like those five shots of tequila. I was like, yeah. I got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> you know? And this is definitely yeah. giving them some you know some publicity recognition yeah. too which they're definitely deserving of and i think more so with the with the coronavirus like this is also given us more of a, a personal pitch to give these local businesses some mm-hmm. some promotion because the government's not doing many favors at all mm-hmm. yeah we can the government really you know. shit the government really shit on the food and hospitality business small business year and, and stuff. a half yeah. wanting to kind of help promote them you mm-hmm. know yeah I think we can do that. See, what do you want to start off with? I think we should hold off on the... the un, we can do the one without the name at the end. Last. So yeah, the first one that. I pulled off here is the Blueprint Peanuts and Bolts. Um, again, it has some toasted coconut. This is a peanut butter milk stout coming in at 7.9% alcohol. These are all a bit heavy. Wow, we're going right at it, aren't we? I was yeah. going to say, we got... I think there's... The unnamed one's got 8%, and then I think we go down to 6 then the pomegranate pilsner is at about a five. So, yeah. what's the can look like before we jump into so it? So we got a good can here, as you know, peanuts and bolts. So it is um, obviously a lot of peanuts, bolts, kind of going in a pattern, and there is some trees at the bottom too to uh, get that coconut flavor going. Toasted coconut. It's a pretty simple design, but I think it fits for the beer. Yeah, it's pretty. It cool. is what it says it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no tricks with this one. Those palm trees at the bottom. Cool. And sometimes the cans can be a little too like flashy, but I like this one. It, it's slick. It's a really slick design. Simple. And it always feels like it, like chalkboard writing, doesn't it? I get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, like somebody went up to a chalkboard and drew palm tree, nut, bolt. Yeah. What is that? Is that that thing in the middle? So I think it's a, a co- peanut. I think a coconut. Coconut. Okay. Looks like a pair of lips. Yeah, <laughs> does. Uh, you know, maybe we'll tell us blueprint what they think. <laughs> All right, I'll do the honors, guys. The first one back. Yeah, the, the first post-credit beer crack. Cheers. Pick up Cheers. while it's cold, ladies. Okay, give me your glasses, boys. Holy shit! Look at the color oh. of that. Yeah, I don't know how, I mean, I, I definitely like, I like what I've had from Blueprint. I don't know how I feel about some of these, but I won't, I mean, if, especially with it being free, I can't, you can't argue Just with the it. color alone, first initial thought, this looks like a Guinness. I've never actually had Guinness either, so. What? Not a fan of Guinness. You know when I drink Guinness? St. Patrick's Day. And I think we mentioned that on mm-hmm. the episode we did right after St. Patrick's Day this year. I think so, yeah. It's just, it's just car bombs, you know? Tradition, yeah. All right, so what do you think? Should we just do like... So we're going to... 
take a sip. We'll, yeah. we'll give our opinions and, we'll, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into the episode. I think that's the flow. We're not going to be doing... I, I think what we want to do is try to promote Blueprint as much as we can in this episode. We're going to drink the beer, but it's not going to be an extensive beer review like we usually do. Yeah, so once once we're done this, we'll move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll just yeah. jump in and out. Cheers. Let's hope this one doesn't take too long. <laughs> Oh, I can taste the peanut in it. Uh, you know what? I'm not a it's fan not of stouts. That That's not bad. No. It goes down it's super smooth. It's not as smooth. heavy. It, it wasn't what smooth. I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's the coconut in there. I don't know. Because I don't really... Like, I like peanut butter, but I really don't like... Like, I won't yeah. eat just straight peanuts. That, mm-hmm. That's actually really good. That's not bad. Yeah. I actually... What is it, too? I At a Weg, at the Wegmans and the Make Your Own Six Pack, I got, like, a peanut beer without even meaning to. Mm-hmm. Which, that's the dangerous thing with the six packs is... You get attracted to the can, mm-hmm. yeah. And I still have yet to drink, so I, I, you know, still have yet to drink that. But this is not bad. I wonder if this is. We maybe we'll have to send them a, a DM or just reach out to them, because I wonder if this is still on like their draft. Because this feels like this is probably maybe like a wintry beer type thing, you know. I guess it was still winter when we were there, but I don't know. It's got coconut in it, so maybe it's not. Who knows? This is not a beach beer, that's for sure. Oh yeah. No, I mean, no, this is not. One that I would put on the Bruise of Summer tour. Yeah. T-shirts are coming, by the way. Yeah. We're getting the design patent and everything. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. Coming soon. But it, God, this is actually really good. I, I do like this one. It's pretty good, yeah. I could taste the, the definitely taste the peanut mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love about the coconut, but I could definitely taste the peanut. I get a little I, coconut. Let me... But you know what, though? I get a little more peanut. I think, yeah. if you take a big mm-hmm. gulp, it tastes a lot more peanut in it. Yeah. With this, though, because this is, what, 7% alcohol? This is 7.9. 7.9. Wow, we're... This is, <laughs> aside from the unnamed, this is the heaviest of the of the four. Okay. Wow. Solid. Yeah, this this isn't bad. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those ones that's, like, danger, dangerous in a way, because I feel like I could throw three of these back. So, yeah, guys, I mean, I think while we're enjoying these... Let's get some initial thoughts on Falcon Winter Soldier. What we think. Series overall, and then we can kind of break down the smaller parts throughout. If you were to tell me this was Captain America 3 or or 4, I wouldn't even like debate you on it. Because mm-hmm. it, it felt like a Captain America movie. Just like the yeah. whole style and overtone mm-hmm. of it just felt like it was... I almost feel like I was watching the Winter Soldier movie. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah, there were a lot of elements from the first three Captain America movies. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Dave, because my thing is what frustrated me so much was immediately after this series ended, like the, that day, they announced Captain America 4 is coming out, which I just, just let us enjoy the series for a little bit, and then you can announce it. Like, I feel like even now would have been an appropriate time to make that announcement, but they had to do it immediately after, so... Um, but no, you're right. I, I think this, yeah, I mean, this really, like we, it felt cinematic. It felt like a Captain America movie. It was good. I mean, the action was really good in this, I thought. And it was always good in those Captain America movies, too. Yeah, the production quality alone, mm-hmm. you just felt like you were watching a full-fledged two-hour movie. Yeah. Well, what aspects do you think, did you like the most about it? I kind of liked how they developed Sam more than, than Bucky. Like, they really honed in on Sam's character a lot in this. Yeah, I I was like in the middle with that a little bit because I felt like 
I liked what they were doing with Bucky in the beginning, and then I was kind of left, and I wasn't as interested. I think they did a good balance with those characters, but I would agree. I think Sam definitely was the standout toward the end. Like, they did the right amount of, like, background to give him... Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't need a solo movie at all for this, but, like, this was just, like, a nice treat to... Sam? To give the fans, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think you could say the same for Bucky, too. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think you could say he warranted, like, a, an individual movie for himself, but I feel like those two played off well with each other. But, I mean, at the end of this, I mean, I, I think for sure Sam could lead his own movie, you know? Oh, yeah. I think you definitely walk away from this show seeing it as more of a Sam show. I mean, kind of when I think of it. Um, especially with those end, I mean, that's kind of how I see, but I mean, I think, I think it kind of balanced both of them well. Um, again, I think Bucky kind of loses the spotlight a little towards the end, Mm -hmm. but, um, I would say overall as the show, it's definitely enjoyable and I I enjoyed it. I think there are some things in it that are a little bit, uh, maybe not as well developed and I'm sure we'll get into that in a little, but Mm -hmm. I think overall the show is, is pretty strong and it's not taking as big of risks that maybe WandaVision did. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that's such a bad thing because, you know, I mean, this, worked well with the story that it was trying to tell yeah and and i think to sort of go back to what you were saying john where like maybe it didn't take as big a risks i mean if you also think about this 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 show was supposed to come out last august so i i think not that i'm saying marvel didn't want to kind of come out the gate swinging with like a wandavision type show but like i think this was kind of probably going to be like a soft entry into us getting you know the, these marvel shows right because this felt like sense. a marvel movie now correct me if i'm wrong was this already like in like an announcement in, in production before covid yeah i mean they they had filmed a lot of it um before everything had to shut down and i don't know if you remember like a super bowl spot came out and they had like promos for like loki wandavision and falcon winter soldier all in there it was very quick but yeah yeah i think this filmed a good bulk of um its footage before covid and then I think this got to go back to filming maybe like August because I think it, it only had to finish filming in Prague. It was, yeah. And I think they were able to go back and start doing that at mm-hmm. like the end of July and August. I don't think they went back right away, but yeah. they, they went back pretty like pretty early on. And I know even WandaVision didn't get done. Like I think WandaVision filmed from like October to December. Oh, really? So I, I, think, yeah. I think it had a little bit more filming to do than this. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how maybe COVID impacted the production of these shows and what we got and what we didn't. Um, I feel like this was always probably supposed to be a six episode run, though. I mean, this felt very like contained from like the first episode to the last. Right. I really don't know what you'd take out from this one or, mm-hmm. you know, what more you would add. Yeah. And, and I mean, if I would say anything, I felt like they kind of rushed a lot of stuff toward the end. I would agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I think about the show again, like there are a lot of things that I like. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm more of a Sam fan by the end of the show, and mm-hmm. I always liked him. I mean, he made a good impression from you know the very first mm-hmm. uh, time he was introduced in Winter Soldier in 2014. But, yeah, I mean he's de- I mean he was always his own character, and I think he even is more so mm-hmm. by this one. Um, Bucky as well too. I mean, I mean even even though maybe the show didn't focus as much on Bucky in the end, mm-hmm. um, I still think you know he got how that impacted right. him where he is now. But I. And one thing, one theme I really liked throughout this show was how, like, Steve impacted both of these characters. Like, how he impacted both, like, Sam and Bucky and how they kind of, like, carried a lot of him throughout the show and what they did. Right. And, I mean, how easy it just would have been to just 
you know, bring Chris Evans back or, you know, in whatever way of the show, but it's, you know, the impact that he made throughout the movies that he was in that mm-hmm. it informs that, which, you know, it's, and it feels like you're rewarded as a fan when you watch these shows, especially, you know, you could just pick up and just watch this one show mm-hmm. and I think you'd be fine. You'd definitely be missing, you know, bits here and there, Yeah, but it's, it rewards you as a fan because, you know, you understand the journeys that they're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you're able to pick up on those Easter eggs and, you know, different characters that show up. You can kind of start speculating, all right, they'll probably show up in this, they'll show up in that. And I don't know if you've sort of felt the same way, but for me, it was like watching WandaVision. It was like you were expecting like Doctor Strange to show up. You were expecting so-and-so to show up. And it kind of reminded me, and I brought this up on our WandaVision episode of like when you would go and see those movies and you would speculate like maybe so-and-so will make a cameo. And I, I guess it was in those earlier Marvel movies because you weren't really used to it as much. I feel like the newer right. ones, it's like you just expect, all right, Ant-Man's going to show up in this scene and so-and-so is going to show up in this scene. But I kind of like that, like, we didn't get, like, a ton of, like, recurring characters in this. I think, you know, you got most of the ones that were in Captain America, Zemo, Sharon Carter. You know, you got a small, like, roadie scene in the first episode. But outside of that, I mean, it really, there weren't too many other people. Right, and it doesn't, like, shove it in your face. You know, how easy would it have been to throw Rhodey into, you know, the final battle or anything like that? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. I mean, it makes the cameos Mm -hmm. work in the context of the show. Yeah. And it, it makes me excited to see, like, where they're going to go from here. Like, a lot of what I took from this is, like, well, what's the next Avengers movie going to look like? You know? Right. Like, what's that lineup going to be? And it's, yeah, it, it's exciting. And that's what I like about these shows is it's really, you know, it's taking six hours to develop out these characters and flesh out what these further stories will be. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to pick up in the next Avengers movie with Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, if the last thing that you'd seen is Avengers Endgame, you know that Sam gets the shield. So it's not going to be too surprising to see him become Captain America, mm-hmm. but we just got to spend six hours watching how he made that decision. Yeah, and how he like refused it in the beginning, and then yeah, right. So, and I think that's a big part of it too. The mm-hmm. shield was a significant part of the mm-hmm. show because anytime it was brought up, like it was the characters like revered it, like it was this piece of honor, mm-hmm. and when it was used in a disrespectful way they were upset mm-hmm. like I, I, you could just tell when when Walker was holding it just like that look on their faces like this isn't right yeah even from the beginning so you, you have Wyatt Russell you know as as who they refer to as the new Captain America he, he becomes it I did not know this he actually auditioned to be Captain America when they were like, I read something about that him. yeah yeah that's really interesting he did a good job yeah I mean I I think i was a little disappointed in how they handle his character toward the end but no yeah i mean he it, it was kind of weird because i almost like felt bad for him a little bit in the beginning i was like he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy and then i felt like as the show goes on you kind of pick up on like what his you know what his weaknesses are what what he's not good at but no yeah Wyatt russell played it really well i thought i mean if, if the intent was for you to not like him they did a great job at it because mm-hmm. like you said started out you know he was the decorated war veteran yeah and he's just like no mm-hmm. I, i'm just trying to do my part and you know they mm-hmm. chose me i'm just trying to live up to the expectations yeah and then once he got it like that, that cockiness just like mm-hmm. it's a night and day just like a switch switch, a switch yeah. flipped. i think and, it did a good job i think of peeling back because when you kind of first get to understand him at the beginning of that second episode when he's mm-hmm. having that big ceremony again it is kind of you're kind of wondering 
why like why do I hate him aside from it ends? Yeah. And as the course of the series progresses, you know, you find out more and more about mm. he just kind of is like that, you know, he's that person you know, that everyone knew and whatever they, you know, music, sports, whatever you were into, mm-hmm. that was just the best at it. And he had to be the best at it. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, he did a really good job of playing that. Mm-hmm. And even that first, I mean, they make him super vulnerable when he's in that locker room. Right. That first scene before he's going out and doing the good morning America interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I th- and then, you know, I'm, I mean, we're just kind of bouncing all around here, but I think this is good free form discussion. Um, even when the super ser- serum sold or what is it? Super Soldier Serum. That's a, that's a tongue twister, guys. Yeah. Um, when he decides to take that, you know, it kind of brought me back to with Stanley Tucci in the first Captain America, where he's like, look, it accelerates, like, whatever you are. So, like, when Steve Rogers took it, he was a genuinely good person, so it just accelerated that and made him a good person, versus him taking it where he wasn't a perfect person, you know? Yeah, I like the aspect that they brought to that where they were saying that it brings out the best in people, but also brings out the worst in people, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Do you guys remember Tooch and First Captain America? Yeah. <laughs> I think vaguely remember him, yeah. yeah. What a, there were a lot of people in that. What if Murray got his hands on the Super Soldier Serum? <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for that. I keep going back to you. He would probably... First of all, where the hell has Murray been, though? I don't know where he's been. I mean, you 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 moved since <laughs> yeah. So his Disney Plus account. I guess he keeps trying to ask for ours. So <laughs> I do. I have seen his Twitter account. I mean, he just just some of the the things he's tweeting about. Just some of his, you know, he's really really into this this Peacock series, Girls Five Eva. Mm, okay, he's been tweet. That's his new <laughs> obsession. He's been tweeting about that yeah. a lot. He's a big Paul Pell fan, I think. What do you say? We uh, try to crack over in the second one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I liked that one, by the way. That was that was a yeah. good one. I, and like I said, I don't like stouts. I don't. I don't think all of us are too like crazy on stouts here. Back to back stouts, or balance it with the pilsner. I think we're all about balance here at Pilsner Proof. Let's go yeah. with the. Let's go with that one. Crack a pilsner. All right, second crack. Pick up while it's cold, ladies. Happy pills. <laughs> I'm thinking of like Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. This <laughs> is your happy place. It's all foam. <laughs> I still like when those cans explode on you and I. Couple that was like out of nowhere. Cans exploding. I wonder if it's to do with it with the style of beer, but if it's too cold in the fridge, if it, if it like forces you to, to do that. That was like a real. That was the one from Double Nickel. That one was like really light. You need some more, John. Sure. All right. Or the pills. I mean, this still looks pretty carbonated. It looks. It's got a little, little bit of a darker tone for a, a lighter beer. What alcohol percent is this? This is a 5.4. Okay. Um, and this is a collaboration between Blueprint and Taylor House Brewing Company. Hmm. What's that? You know what it looks like visually? It looks like just the color of the beer. It looks mm-hmm. like the the beer from P.G. Willihan's, that, that copper beer. Ooh, I lo- the copper lager. Yeah, it's good. That's okay, my go-to so there. Happy Pills, a pomegranate pilsner. And this, I mean, this can's a little more inviting, a little bit more of a summer mm-hmm. can for sure. Yeah. Smiley face, face with the, the tongue out. 
little bit rosy of tri- red cheeks trippy should have saved that for our emoji movie you know what? retrospective if, yeah. if you're talking about just like like visually imagine someone drinking that can just from that can somewhere mm-hmm. i'm thinking the philadelphia folk festival Instantly. oh yeah yeah no it's got the it's got the design on there for sure the technicolor and all that yeah i guess there's the only way to figure out that this makes you happy or not let's take, let's take a taste Not bad. It, I like it. You can tell it's a pilsner, and you get a little bit of that light taste from the fruit. Yeah, the fruit's not overbearing mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, I, I'm all about like like if I had to make a face after I take a sip, this goes down super smooth, just like mm-hmm. that other one we had. Yeah, yeah. This is good. I think the, I mean, that last one that we had. Mm-hmm. I think. Definitely get that on a flight. If you're gonna get a flight, definitely get that one as one of your choices. Yeah, I think I would get like a four pack or a six pack mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, yeah, this one's really good. This one's not. Yeah, this Happy one's definitely pills. not overpowering. Yeah, the fruit. I used to one cool thing that Blueprint did during like it was one of those places where you could still go in and like get your growler filled and stuff. I remember a few times. This is like early, early quarantine. So like we're talking like April 2020, March 2020. You'd still be able to go in there with your growler and get it filled and all that stuff, so it's pretty cool. I think where we talk about twenty twenty, like it was like a big snow avalanche, and you're like walking, walk like up and down the hill to school, yeah. three ways back, whatever the yeah. saying is. No, it no, it always blows my mind, and I, for some reason, the Ozark season three, and we're getting maybe way off topic. We're talking about early quarantine that premiered like late March twenty twenty. For some reason, I feel like I watched that like early, like January, February, twenty twenty, and I look back and it's like, no, it premiered like late March, and I'm like, we we're already all stuck at home at that point. Yeah, and then what's funny about that is like, I watched the first season of Ozark or the mm-hmm. first couple episodes, yeah, and then I like I got busy with work and shit like that, mm-hmm. so I just and, and just life in general, yeah. I rewatched it all right after Tiger King mm-hmm. because Tiger King was the first thing that we all had. We all remember Tiger King. <laughs> That was like the first week of quarantine. <laughs> it's actually I remember cause it was when the all the beers distributors were closing down and they're on yeah. the TV saying go buy your beer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're just stuck at home and all you have is Tiger King and like all this beer that you just bought. Mm-hmm. I am never gonna financially recover from this. <laughs> Travis wasn't gay. <laughs> I'm telling you, Travis was not gay. He was banging every girl in the park. <laughs> I'm like, Joe, why would I burn that down? That's my retirement in there. <laughs> Ow, son of a bitch. Just do like a, just a ton of Tiger King sound bites. Here. If there was one person from Tiger King I would get on this podcast, it would be that guy, his um his manager. Oh, what was his name? Rick something? Rick, so- yeah. He was like supposedly like a famous producer, like... Every time he's interviewed, he's got like that same cup of coffee in his hand. Yeah. I just like the premise of that. Like somebody burned the alligator house. Isn't that Carol Baskin in some like trouble now? I don't. I mean, she should be. I, I don't know if she's in trouble. I think one of her cats got loose. Like legit, oh, they really? got loose. I think. Oh jeez. <laughs> I saw she blamed someone for something. I forget what it was. Yeah. Do you think we can get Doc Annell on this show? I want nothing to do with Doc Annell. Like, keep that guy <laughs> the furthest thing away from me. He was... I, I, did, I did laugh. The first time you see him, he's like he's coming out like in a parade. Like He, mm. he kind of looked like uh, 
Colin Jost and Tom and Jerry on that fucking elephant. <laughs> Holy crap, we did a review for Tom and Jerry. Forgot about that. I know. That, oh, felt, that feels like months oh, like which, months and months ago. I pulled out the contract that we had with the, HB, with the HBO Max mm-hmm. for the for the big wigs upstairs for post credit Bruce and yeah. said we had to do all the things. Mm-hmm. There's a clause in it that says that we had to do at least five under quarantine and then we had to, we had to be committed to rest. But now we can go back to the movie theater. So we're out of this, guys. We don't. We technically don't have to do any more HBO Max like straight to stream <sighs> reviews. Mortal Com- if Mortal Kombat's any indication, that's a very good thing. Good. We still got to watch it. Watch- I didn't watch that yet. Yeah. Oh, Scene with the lizard, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Maybe it's something from the video game. I don't know. But Yeah. That's the thing. All these like video game adaptations, like a lot of them I didn't I never played. Mm-hmm. So it's but- like I feel like a lot of like the goofs and stuff and things people laugh at, it's like it's cuz it's not accurate. Well, uh, it's interesting too. Did you guys see about Dune? I saw it's still going to stream on HBO Max. I think after like 45 days. Oh, really? So it's going to be in theaters and then I think it's going to be exclusive to theaters for 45 days. Which I think they were saying that's because Legendary has such a big stake in Dune. Like, Dune's not solely like Warner Brothers. Yeah. Well, I saw Denny Villeneuve came out and he was like, you pretty much just like destroyed like any like chance of a franchise with this movie. Right. Other double like Cara Dune from him. Like, what the fuck does she do now? <laughs> a lot of people are mad about yeah. that. I th- did you guys hear who they're getting to replace her though for next season? For some reason, I think you're gonna say Evangeline Lilly, and I don't think it's right. No, yeah, that's definitely not. Um, very similar looking though, June Squib. What? Well, one of these one of these weeks, we'll do a June Squib appreciation episode. <laughs> we could do like what Nebraska. Movie, what movies are we gonna talk about? Nebraska, Hubie Halloween, and I think she was in Toy Story Four. That's a great trio. I saw the the shirts they got her to wear in that movie. What was the one? It was like if you're standing here, you're in the farts. <laughs> she may be like, like the senior version of John Lubazano just taking any role that they comes her way. John Lubazano, yeah, he's uh he's got that Papa John's money now. That's right. Let's see, June Squibb. She was in Palm Springs. I don't remember her in that. What, James Franco? Oh, uh, I think she had a really quick scene in Palm Springs. With Andy Samberg. Oh, uh, I mean, like, oh, that's Spring Break, right? Or Spring Breakers? Yes. She was in that movie, Father Figures. Oh. Uh, a, lot of t- a lot of TV credit. Not a lot of films. Yeah. This is tying into our Falcon Winter Soldier discussion, like, really well. I know. And speaking of which... One of the things that I really liked is how the show connected to the MCU mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways, whether it be the the monument to Steve Rogers and the reward mm-hmm. that like they showed throughout the show. Yeah. And even like the whole storyline with the like, Isaiah's character, which we'll get into mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yeah. That's also something we could talk about. Yeah. Definitely. But even just bringing Wakanda into this too. What'd you guys yeah. think of that? <sighs> Uh, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't expect it at all, and then once it happened, I was just like, "Well, I should have expected it," because mm-hmm. of Bucky's time in Wakanda right. and the White Wolf and all that stuff. Which we really don't see a lot of Bucky in Wakanda, so it's kind of cool to get a little bit more mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, um, even in something like a Black Panther too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up. Yeah, or that Wakanda series. Which I don't. Are they still doing that? 
for Disney. Think, World, that, so. that was announced. Yeah, that was announced like while the show is airing. I feel like they yeah. sh- I feel like they should. Absolutely. Yeah. If anything, it'll just help mm-hmm. rather uh, further solidify like Shuri like getting mm-hmm. the Black Panther spot. Yeah, I think it'll. Um, I. I it's a, I mean that is so up in the air. I think that is it, it's so confusing for me to see how they're going to move forward without like Chadwick. T'Challa, Chadwick yeah. Boseman in that role. Now let me ask they you. Did, they didn't announce a new release date for that movie. Like it's still going to come out in mm-hmm. like, it's like less, less than a year and a half. I think July yeah. 2022. Yeah. Now let me ask you. Let's say that Chadwick had not passed away this past year. Mm-hmm. Do you think he makes a cameo? In this show, and that's like one of one of his his Marvel deal credits. Maybe I I mean I I think it would have been tough to. Well, again, I mean I don't I mean it leads you to so many questions. Like, is like what are they going to do with his character? Like, is his character supposed to still be alive in Falcon Winter Soldier? You know? Yeah. I I think I think that. And I think this is probably definitely the direction they're going to go with the show. I think it's going to be the Dora Milaje. Yeah. The show. Oh yeah. Which, and like I kind of yeah. like that. That that's what this focused on. Like it wasn't. You mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't have had any qualms with Chabak Boozman showing up yeah. had he not tragically mm-hmm. passed. But I liked that it was the Dora Milaje, and I liked that it was that lesser known that that I O. Yeah. I think it's Flo- Florence Kasumba. Like, yeah. I mean, she was in like Civil War. Right. Sure She's been like, in it for yeah. a while. So I liked that it was uh, her. You know, they didn't have to go get the biggest name. Yeah. And while like, I wasn't a big fan of the um, Sam's new outfit mm-hmm. that that they gave him. I like the fact that it was a comic book like accurate. It looked mm-hmm. just like the comics. Yeah, yeah. And being, as I said earlier, it brings Wakanda back into it because it's made from mm-hmm. Wakanda, Wakandian technology. Yeah, I, I, can I think s- it's a really cool yeah. aspect of it. And I can see that being a big aspect of like the movies moving forward, where I feel like a lot of the like earlier phases, it was like all the tech was from Stark. Whereas I'm sure, like moving forward now, all the tech's going to be from like Wakanda. And I think you're Shuri. still going to see a lot more like uh, start nanotech. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, especially in like armor wars and, and all that. Yeah, uh, but I to go back to what you were saying though, I, Chadwick Boseman, I could definitely have seen him showing up in the Z- when they capture Zemo and they take him to Wakanda. I could definitely have seen him like showing up in that, or they take him to the raft. We get the whole episode in Zemo. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Yeah. This kind of follow. I feel like it followed like. Each character got an episode. Like that first episode, I feel like is kind of evenly split. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of evenly split between Sam and Bucky, but I feel like that second episode's pretty Walker heavy. John Walker, yeah, yeah. The third one's kind of Zemo heavy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so on and so forth. Some Sharon Carter in there, right? Yeah. You know what? They always showed her in like the credits at mm-hmm. the end. Credits. Ending credits are pretty cool in this. I like the yeah. end credits for this mm-hmm. entire show. Yeah. But they always had her in it, and like she was in like three or four episodes. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, I think of the six, she was maybe in three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was in like three or four of them. Yeah. No, it's confusing. What is she to Steve? Is she Steve's like stepdaughter or something? I don't. Wait, isn't she's Peggy Carter's niece, right? Yeah. Or Peggy Carter, yeah, Peggy Carter's niece Peggy or Carter. great niece. I thought or? it was Peggy Carter's daughter. No, I think it's an it's a niece because she calls her Aunt Peggy. Maybe it's a great aunt. I don't because it definitely because I mean she's old, but you know, I'm just trying to when he goes back and I mean 
you get confused trying to wrap your brain around that Steve bringing the time, the, you know, the infinity stones back in time and everything. And then it's like, he was pursuing Sharon <laughs> in the present day. And, uh, you know, I saw I don't a, cool, know. a cool, like, it was like six pictures on Instagram mm-hmm. and it was someone put Steve Rogers going back into time and like, and grabbing the stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. From like each, each spot where they I, were. I've seen a lot of people want that to be like a Disney plus show. Which would be cool, but, like, think about some of the stone. Like, he'd have to reinsert that stone into Jane Foster. What? Like, that would be, like, for that sole reason, you're not going to make that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my, it, it is, you're right. It's a cool idea, but I, I don't think I need to see it. Yeah. No. What are some of the other ones? So, like, I mean, everyone is, and, and there's a whole article on it. It's on Screen Rant, which, mm-hmm. like... Wrap your heads around that. Someone needed to write out the sentences like, says Captain America would need to inject this back into Jane Foster. It may be <laughs> odd, but... Everyone the Soul always, Stone. Everyone talks about the Soul Stone because he would be seeing Red Skull. Okay. They said he would see Red Skull and he would ask to bring Black Widow back if he's returning the stone. The one with the Collector? Yeah, which one's the Collector? He's the one in... Uh, Is that the, the Time one? I don't know. The Time would be the Ancient, which, like, uh, they, uh, they said, the they said him talking to the Ancient one would be cool because they could talk about all the timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, what the Purple one was that the Collector had, I think? The Purple one was the one that Star... So they said, like, he would have to give that one back to Star-Lord, the Purple one. Yeah. Because it was in the Orb. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool ideas. Like I said, I, don't, I wouldn't need to see it. Like, right, there you, was the, you maybe do like an animated series for that. Yeah, the one was in like the bunker, like in the in the what was it in the forties or fifties? Okay, or maybe seventies. I forget. Yeah, it was when they went, but they had to like go back in time again. Wasn't that just the tesseract? Yeah, but they yeah. had it. Well, they needed to go back in time again in the movie because uh, mm-hmm. they like they didn't. Loki ran off with the tesseract. Yeah, that was Dave's favorite. Uh, that was when they went to Jersey, right? In yeah. Endgame, yeah. Dave's favorite character was in that scene. In the past, Hank Pym. Oh, Hank Pym's awesome. Sure. <laughs> Michael Douglas does not get enough credit for playing Hank Pym, in my opinion. Yeah, he, he's good. I mean, they, they get some really good actors to be in these movies. I think it's just that scene with him like turning this all, the building into like a, a pulley suitcase. Uh, We're going to be late. Like the <laughs> sass, the savagery he has in that scene is just... <laughs> But, like, that's a good, like, that's, like, how his character is in the comics. Like, especially, like, Hank. I mean, you have him and then you have Scott, but that's a good... His his character's also supposedly, like, very, like, I think there's a storyline where he's, like, abusive. Yeah, (laughs) there is. I think they had to dodge that. Well, that's why they didn't connect him to Ultron. Yeah. I mean, they do that. Reed Richards is kind of like that, too, Mm -hmm. I think, in the comics, so... I was Speaking of Reed Richards, do you guys see, like, recent, like, interviews with Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place 2? She's like straight out saying she doesn't want to do a comic book movie, right? Yeah, well, it's like every, like every, pretty much every person that's interviewing her is asking her about rumors about her being Sue Storm, and like the one she gets like really pissed off. She's just like, I'm, I'm done answering these questions. Like, no. <laughs> the one I saw, she's like, it has to be something that I, that would intrigue my interest. So she's replied, said like the the role sounds boring to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I genuinely don't think I don't think it's not happening. I don't think it's going to be her or John Krasinski. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not like with Tom Holland. They, they legit lie to Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't let him know. Yeah. He spoils the stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I have that article that's on the blog that goes really, really far back, but I'm really not going to be surprised if it's not like huge names I get in the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's a really, really random choice, but I think the guy that played Eddie in it, Chapter 2 would be a good Mr. Fantastic. Eddie? I think Wait, it's the older James, Eddie? James Ransone. Okay. okay. I mean, I, he looks the part. I don't know. I mean... Yeah. He was in The Wire for a little bit. <laughs> it's funny to think about, yeah. I, I feel like you got to just go with Krasinski at this point. I think they'll... they'll get, I could see them getting him to direct, but I... Don't know if I can see them getting well, him. I keep forgetting star. that it's John Watts that's doing it. Yeah, just because I like that was really out of left field. Just because mm-hmm. it seems like you know, I mean, he's really with Spider Man, but yeah, not to say that he can't go and do this, but mm-hmm. yeah, they must like him there a lot. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think they have a plan, and they know the directors that execute that plan. So yeah, that's something we forgot to mention too. If you're listening to this episode. John does a great breakdown of every episode mm-hmm. on our on our blog, postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. He breaks down every episode like he did for The Boys and he, like he did for WandaVision. Yeah. Really good reads. Like if you're like well written, when you read them in real time, like every like when he does them mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, like it definitely gets you thinking like outside the box with mm. different theories and stuff like that. It's really well written. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things when like I, I've went and like read those before like the next episode premiered especially your like end points where i'm just like oh wow like i didn't even think of that like that could happen that could happen yeah yeah and i mean i, I read a lot about it too but I, mm-hmm. i've been getting into comics more and more so mm-hmm. i gotta start writing more for that the last thing one thing i did was book smart i, I mean it's a lot of some of that old stuff gets a lot of views i mean steve's posts get a lot of reviews yeah his best. horror one right yeah yeah the horror one and there's the lars von trier mm-hmm. so they get a lot of views yeah um Palm Springs, a lot of random, the wrong Missy of all the posts, that one gets a lot. <laughs> so Christ. The wrong Missy. That's the David Spade one, right? Yes. People need to know. The thumbnail we have for that's great, too. It's just like him on, the, on a plane, and she's like looking at him. That's the one, th- I, I, I like that. I always like picking the pictures out, because I, if you go on the desktop, I always think it's cool. With But yeah, there's... The WandaVision episode that was the Modern Family. I did the one where Vision's like looking at like the, the camera. The, the picture of the Royal <laughs> Missy that we have on our Instagram is just hilarious. <laughs> Forgot about that movie, but yeah, no, that post gets like regular views. Did the Wrong Missy? <laughs> did that premiere in quarantine? It's like the like kind of like when things like started opening a little. Like, I think it was like late May. <laughs> did you watch it? Dave? I watched it. I did. You did watched you? it? No. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I think dad, dad wanted to watch it the one night. And... Did he watch it? Swartzen's yeah. in it, isn't he? Yeah, Swartzen's like a straight man in it. I, I mean, I feel bad for that actress, uh, Lauren Lupkus. Mm-hmm. She definitely like really, really tries in that. And yeah. she's funny in something. I mean, she's been in a lot of like Between Two Ferns. She's yeah. pretty funny with that, but... That, I mean, that movie, aside from her, you know, giving it her all, that movie's pretty bad. No good. Yeah. David's, I don't think David Spade can lead a movie anymore. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? It, it's only, and I, maybe that's a good segue that we can do into this next discussion that we want to have. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before David Spade shows up in one of these Marvel movies. Because you got Owen Wilson coming up in Loki. You Julia Louise Dreyfus showing up in this. That's you right, know. I forgot she was in this. So let's, can you give us a breakdown of Julia Louise Dreyfus's character, John? Because I feel like you did a lot of research into who she is and what she might be able to play into. I will. So apparently she is Madame Hydra, uh, which is like Valentina, Contessa, Allegra, whatever they call mm-hmm. her. Um, 
Dave Fontaine, but they but, just call her Vale. So let's let's get a new beer, like a watercolor or like painting. If it's called Brushstrokes, you know. Yeah, I wonder if they probably get different because it's very different from the other cans. Yeah, that's what I love, and and I feel like it's clear with Blueprint. I feel like a lot of times they'll get some local talent to like do the artwork on the beers and stuff. I, I, I do know for a fact there's like a story behind each mm-hmm. one. There, it looks like there's like a signature in the corner of this can. It looks like Headway Art Collective. Okay. So that kind of looks like a, like I don't know when people kind of sign their paintings it looks like it's kind of that equivalent. Mm, that's so, cool. Like that. That's really yeah. cool. This one, I, yeah, I high expectations from the can. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. The wrong Missy. <laughs> I haven't thought of that movie. Oh, this oh, one's oh Lord. Lord. <laughs> wow, look at that. Wow. <laughs> we all just like wow. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be dark. I don't. I mean, it is. I guess stouts are just naturally that way. I guess. Yeah, this one's pretty dark. Maybe it's the oatmeal. Maybe it's the caramel. Maybe six percent alcohol. I mean, this is a stout too. The peanuts and bolts is a stout. Five six pickup checks. Maybe that color is just indicative of. David likes to drink stouts. Miss Miss Lippy Stout. It's green. <laughs> I like it. Taffer likes the yep. stout. David likes his stouts. A little more, little more like a stout. Like I said, I'm not not crazy about stouts. But the nuts and bolts we liked. I liked. This one doesn't have like that like distinct like popping out like mm-hmm. difference from. Like, I I feel like that's maybe what the peanut flavor brings to the, yeah, the peanuts yeah. and bolts. I think oatmeal is just a, a a flat, bland kind of taste anyway. I have oatmeal every morning, Dave. Do you really? Overnight oats. I make them the night before and they sit in the fridge. Yeah. They haven't canceled the oats guy yet? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, oatmeal can be very boring. But I, I, I think what we have to say too is like this is just... I'm not, I'm not a big stout person. So like I don't, you know, I don't think I'm the best judge to to judge this. You know, yeah. And I, I I think in general, maybe I speak for all of us. Like I don't think all of us are big stout guys. So no, definitely not. You know what? Though from this journey that I've been doing with Pushcart Brews, though, I definitely have accepted stouts a lot more mm-hmm. over Able the past. To drink like them more. This is like yeah. this is year three for us. I keep forgetting that too. We've been doing this for three years. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I guess in the fall we'll be going on our third year, right? Yeah. I mean, Close to yeah, it. This yeah. is season three, yeah. but... Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Season three. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You got any last thoughts on this one, or what do we think? I feel like if you like stouts, you'd probably like this beer, mm-hmm. but as yeah. you said, I don't think we're big fans. I mean, it's not bad tasting at all. Like I said, we're just not great. I definitely think there's some caramel undertones, uh, you know, in there. I'm not Mm. tasting it. A little bit. I think it's supposed to be really subtle. Which would probably be way too sweet if it was, Mm. you know. Yeah. I guess you're right. I don't dislike it, but I'm not, like, jumping for joy about it. Yeah. I I hear you. It's definitely my my least favorite one. Mm -hmm. Well, we got one more. We got the unnamed guy. Double IPA. Yeah. So let's let's jump back into Val. So tell us about Val, John. This is basically like Madame Hydra from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She's kind of known to be kind of like a Russian, excuse me, sleeper agent. Um, I know a lot of people that were kind of looking at her MCU equivalents. Really random comparison, but they said she'll probably kind of be like what Gary Shandling was. Okay. I think just a lot further developed. Like, she'll be someone who has ties to the government and S.H.I.E.L.D., but she's not, you know, working for them. She's kind of mm. working, excuse me, working against them. She's supposed to be like a lobbyist or something? I think so. Yeah. Um, I feel like Black Widow is maybe going to give us a better idea, excuse me, idea of what to expect from her. Mm. Okay. Um, I've heard that Black Widow did not reshoot anything, and I heard, I've heard that it's been done. Is she in it? Is she supposed to be in it? She- she is supposed to show up in it at yeah. some point. Okay. Um, I think the plan was always to have her show up in Black Widow and then have her show up in Falcon Winter, gotcha. be Falcon Winter Soldier. Now, I was reading something about her character, too, that she's supposed to be, like, she was involved with Nick Fury for a little bit. Like I've seen a, that, too. A couple, yeah. Okay. So, I think that's something that could maybe play out. Um, yeah. I could definitely see her popping in in something like Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me, which I'm sure we'll get probably, you know, Pretty next soon. year some point. Yeah. I think that's supposed to start filming by the end of the year. So. Okay. It's another one I'm excited for. It's a good K. They really good case. They got lined up for that. Yeah, impressive given it's only like a six episode mm-hmm. run. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's probably attractive to some of those actors who don't want to do the commitments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Joaquin Phoenix, that's why he Excuse me, he didn't take Doctor Strange. Didn't want it, yeah. Just because that commitment. <laughs> then we would have gotten Joker. Who would have been Joker if it wasn't Joaquin? Oh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> that, that's your favorite one, yeah. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I saw some weird, it was a clickbait, hmm. that was Robert Downey Jr. was joining the Robert Pattinson and Batman to play Joker. Oh. I yeah. couldn't see Robert Pattinson doing that. Or, um... Robert Downey Jr. doing that. No, he really I couldn't He really doesn't do a lot outside. I mean, I'm, I feel like every other day you hear something about the Sherlock. Not every other day, but every, every once in a while you hear stuff about the next Sherlock yeah. Holmes. But I think he's big with, like, producing. I know, like, him and his wife, like, do a lot of, like, producing yeah. now. You yeah, like him in Doolittle? He was all right in Doolittle. <laughs> I think that was a movie. He was attached to that for, like, years. And then it, like, finally came out. But it's just... I don't think it was supposed to be good. Love the meme saying like that Downey Jr. like pulled some strings to kill him off the MCU so we could finally get Doolittle done. Uh, God. Had to finish it. <laughs> like that's what killed him off is Doolittle. But like, I mean, you're saying you know we don't see him at a ton of things, but I mean that MCU was like a major commitment for him. I mean he you yeah. know 2008, 2010. But it also like, it also like like saved his career. That's true. Yeah, it that's definitely revitalized yeah. it. I listened to that that one podcast I told you guys, the Smartless one, with like Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Um, I listened to the episode that he was on, and like they obviously brought that up. They were like, "So, like, can you tell us anything about your future involvement with the MCU?" And he was like, "There is none." And he was just he was like just very like clear and direct with it. Like there was no. And sometimes people are like that in interviews, but I genuinely believe like I don't think we're gonna see him in much else. Um, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, me look, look, you look at it, look, he did, and and I thought of this as you were saying that from 2015 to 2019 he did at least one movie with them a year it probably was just That's one right. a year with them but i mean you Ultron, know civil but, war spider-man infinity war endgame yeah you're right he will never have to work another day in his life like literally like he will never have to work another day in his life yeah well, he yeah. worked for all that i i would say that i mean he was you know mm-hmm. it'd be hard to imagine anyone else as that character yeah like tom cruise wasn't he was he up for it 
I think that's who they originally wanted. Yeah. I think John Favreau had to convince them to get Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. Like they didn't want Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I think they were going after Tom Cruise first. That would have been interesting to see that play out. <laughs> or how long he would stick around. Yeah. Or him wanting to do his own stunts and that. <laughs> is he going? He's, he's actually going to the moon, or he's going like in space. I yeah, I think he is doing a movie with Elon Musk, or Elon Musk is producing it or something. But yeah, they're they're going to film it in space. For now, he's just hanging on the side of planes and trains and Mission Impossible. But I mean, that's a great franchise. Very Mission good Impossible. franchise. Yeah. Speaking of the franchises, you know. Marvel, Falcon Winter Soldier, that's also good, too. What did you guys think of Carly in this in this show? I liked the actress. Mm-hmm. I think she did a good job. That's a great segue, right? <laughs> and I think you kind of understood where she's coming from. Um, I think the flagship... In a way, I think you can kind of... like there. I, there's an argument and interesting points to be made about her position... I don't know that the show does enough with it. Um, the Flag Smashers, I think, definitely get the sh- short end of the stick mm-hmm. in the series. I think they could have been really sympathetic villains, and I think they could have been made a little more interesting. Um, and, and they just kind of fizzle out by the end of this. You really don't care for them. I wish we had more context of what their mission was. Me too. Yeah. I So my, my frustration with it was, like, yeah, I was confused throughout most of the show about like what their mission was, what they were trying to do. And I didn't fully understand it until Sam gives that massive speech in the last episode in front of all the news cameras and like senators and things like that. And I was like, oh, and by that time, and I mean, everyone is spoiled here already. By that time, she's already like died. That's And, and then I finally understand what her purpose was. You and, know? and that's my problem is, you know, I think that actress, I think Aaron Kellerman, like she could handle it like you know we should not be learning of her motives and her her you know as a character by sam we should be learning of it by her from her right and i think the show had plenty of opportunity and you know let's just for yeah sake let's just say six hours Mm -hmm. they could have developed that and fleshed it out but what's interesting though is i feel like like i said a lot of her writing or the stuff that they were saying with her was kind of confusing like i didn't understand it she acted really well in all those scenes even though i didn't understand it um she is. She's a good actress. Yeah. I feel like, like they're moving with the the flag smashers. It's a bunch of young kids revolting against the mm. against the establishment, and even then, Sam's whole speech at the end, very conveniently placed, especially with current events going on. I, it, that, not not that I you know don't like the context of it and agree with what you know he's saying, but that had to have been written. And, with, like, you with, know, when with, they came with, back to filming, with, like with, that. with modern or current yeah. events happening, yeah, it definitely took inspiration from it. Yeah, I yeah, that was a little too. It was a little too heavy-handed for me. I thought the one thing that they really did not go into too much depth with was the whole idea of Sam being a black guy taking on the Captain America role. Hmm. Like it was, he was the one that was bringing it up. Mm. more than anything it's like yeah I'm, the, I'm a black man in america he, he's the one that kept saying it but like, it was never like no one's ever like criticizing him in like the public yeah. in, in, within the show but the one thing i really liked with that though is i think his whole experience with that was because the stuff with isaiah bradley which i thought like for as much as the flag smashers i was kind of confused with I, the stuff with isaiah bradley i thought worked really well that's his name right yeah <laughs> carl lombard okay yeah 
character. Just laugh at the ones. It's the close one. Just, Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's one thing. They had but, the weirdest camera angles in this show, too. There were some weird, yeah. Some of the visual effects were pretty bad, too. <laughs> um, but, I, no, and I mean, I, I thought his character, I thought the scenes with him were really impactful. And I thought it actually got, like, the point across. Um, and I, I think that's a great payoff at the end, that last scene where he's able to get the, the monument and statue of him. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think everything with the Flag Smashers kind of got very, like, convoluted and confusing. I thought that worked really well. And especially that worked well in Sam making that decision on being like, look, I was hesitant to take this role. And then he talks to him and, you know, he's not encouraging him to take the role. He's saying like, look, like, you know, I forget what he says. He's like, no, like self-respecting black man would ever want to take on this role after what I've been through. But then he also realizes how important it would be for him to take it. So even like from, from beginning to end, I just, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to feel like bad for them or mm. or root for them, the flag smashers, right? Yes. So, what was it with them? It was like, Cause this show and again, just, I mean, it, just it opens up and it's just like we have this movement and we have to like follow the plan. Yeah. Like, what was the fucking plan? Like, it was confusing. Yeah. It, but w- I think the whole thing was like, I guess when people reappeared, it was like, I think they were trying to tie in like an immigration story with it, where like they were trying to reintegrate them into society or relocate them. I I don't know. I think they, it was like trying to relocate the people who di- didn't get like dusted. You know, the people who assumed those areas were the people who got dusted. Like I you know, I I think they kind of wanted yeah. to bring the people who were dusted like back to where they were. And, the, and just like make it go back like like it right. was just because that was Carly's whole thing was they liked the world before but like they liked the world during those 5 years of the blip. Yeah. They got used to it. Okay. So and was that because they were kind of able to, like, zoom in on, like, these areas? I think so. Were, I mean, okay. honestly, like, and not that they were really going to hit on it, but, like, I think, like... Opportunity. And, and this is just me seeing it as a fan of the franchise, but, like, they were probably people who... And not that they even knew who he was, but they probably liked Thanos' plan. Like, they were people who probably benefited from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There's people, like, today that mm-hmm. support Thanos. Like, legit, like... Yo, he was right mm-hmm. all along. Yeah, yeah. You know this? The, the, the I kept thinking about it afterwards. You ever see that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Tony McGuire, Two Brothers? I think it's called. It, I get it recommended to me a lot. I've never seen it though. So the whole premise is uh, Tony McGuire is married to Natalie Portman. He gets the the boy goes overseas. Mm-hmm. He's declared dead, but he isn't. Mm-hmm. He comes back, and Tony McGuire's brother who was consulting with Natalie Portman like while she was like mm-hmm. mourning they developed a relationship yeah and it's it's like three years that he's gone mm-hmm. so they think he's been dead for three years so they're together and they're pretty much a family yeah so he sh- and he shows up and it's like this is my house you're mm-hmm. in my house I, I think that's kind of what the what the flag smashers were like mm-hmm. okay similar and, to so that it, it's yeah. let's just say like you got out in the blimp, but, but the I don't blimp, think and like you like, and and again, like mm. you shouldn't just understand that motive from dialogue. Like you should see it. Yeah. And I don't really think that they like showed right. it to us. You they, know, I mean, they could have done a great, I mean, sort of similar to WandaVision where they open up with, you know, that Monica Rambeau hospital scene. Yeah. Or Monica, is that Monica? Right. right. Mon- yeah. Yes. Um, they could have done a great 
scene where it's like, yeah, like maybe like some of the flag smashers like in their home and then the home that they're they've been in in the past five years and then the people that were there before blip back and it's just like, what are you doing here? You know, we would have understood their plight a little more. I All think. they needed to do was something subtle, like let's just say, for example, Carly was the president mm-hmm. and she's sitting at the desk and then the president of the United States before the blip comes walking and says, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And she's all pissed off, like, the fuck? Like, I, I've been here for, th- like, what, three, four years? Yeah, this is, like, yeah. This, this, is this is where I, this has been my home. That's all they yeah. need, is something like that. And mm-hmm. that's all you need, that's all yeah. the motivation yeah. you needed to show what their movement was about. And again, I mean, I think case in point, like, even now, like, just having this conversation, I think I understand what they were fighting for more. But, yeah, you shouldn't get that from, like, like I said, the speech from Sam, just the discussion here. You should have seen that through the characters. And I feel like it's disappointing because, like we were saying, I feel like she was a really good actress. And I feel like a lot of the scenes were just so confusing to understand with her. Yeah, I, I just like kept thinking, like I mentioned, Tony McGuire and two brothers going back to his house and his brother sleeping with his wife. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. That's a good example. Yeah, that is, that is a good example to not, understand. Not, not that like infidelity is like a... Mm-hmm. Or incest is a thing, but like... <laughs> no, but I think you're right. Like, somebody who was used to something, and then they went away for a little bit, and then they come back, and it's a completely different setting, a new environment, and it's just like, wait, so what are you it's doing It's like readapting here? after readapting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Shrek getting dusted from his swamp, and then coming back, and all the fairy tale creatures are in there. <laughs> Something like that, or yeah, I, I thought you were going to go a different direction, John, and saying, like, Shrek getting dusted, and then coming back, and donkeys with Fiona, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Would Shrek go with Dragon, you think, if that's the case? <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. Did you guys see they're doing a uh, a Dronky animated spinoff for Peacock? <laughs> I, yeah, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Some of the shows that are coming out, yeah. I, you know what, Showtime I, I will say... Showtime developing a Dronky biopic. <laughs> what person created the Dronky? It's <laughs> a messed up anime <laughs> Were they drinking some of the happy pills when they did, when they created that? Yeah, it might have been a couple of these brushstrokes deep. Okay. Yeah, that is really true. Like I somebody like... sat down and animated those donkey dragon hybrid babies, <laughs> and the ogre babies too. Like that's another like. <laughs> oh, yeah, just messed up. The Drockies, particularly. <laughs> our, our Shrek episode's going to be off the charts. Which, it like, is. that probably should be on the horizon. It's the 20th anniversary. Or, uh, yeah, 20th anniversary of Shrek. I'm see- Shrek's getting a lot of heat on the, he on the internet. No, he's not getting canceled, but, like, people are saying Shrek's not a good movie. And people are getting pissed off about it. Because, yeah, it's the 20th anniversary of Shrek. And it's like, you know, people are reviewing, they're saying, like, Shrek's not funny, Shrek doesn't stand up too well now, and it's just, yeah. Shrek's a good movie. I I disagree. I like that. I I I watched it recently. The first one's my favorite, I think, now. I used to think, I used to say the second one, but the first one's my favorite. That's one of those ones where I don't think think you needed sequels to it. It I I think the second one's solid. The thing with it is, like, Shrek 1 is a very good movie, and Shrek 2 is, like, a serviceable sequel. Like, that's a very, like, generic, like, usually, like, you have a really good movie, and then the sequel comes, and the sequel's good, but it's not as good as the first one, and then they just botched it down with, I mean, the third one is horrible, and the fourth one is okay, but it's not great, 
Um, the Puss in Boots spinoff is actually pretty good, though. I haven't seen that in a while, but I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, Some journey yeah. help by Humpty Dumpty in that. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, Zach Galifianakis does. Good, ca- good casting, though, I will say. Humpty Alexander Dumpty. <laughs> I want, I've been meaning to watch that movie again for a while. That, that one's a pretty good movie. It was a lot better than it deserved to be. Yeah. Would you guys want a, a Farquaad prequel? I don't think we need to see it. It's called like Farquaad Rise the Kingdom or something like that. Who would you want to play him? Would you still need Lithgow in it? I think he's. Yeah, you could still. I think it'd yeah. be disrespectful to not use anyone other than John Lithgow. That's true. Yeah. DreamWorks it's a tall is kinda, order for such a short man. <laughs> DreamWorks has kind of gone downhill. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the studio. It's not it was. even like yeah. I mean, they've you know Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, those are solid. There's some good ones sprinkled they, throughout. They milked all the money they could out of Shrek, and then the ones they knew that they couldn't do anymore, they kind of just stopped. I think caring. I, I I think Shrek and Madagascar they've kind of mined, mm-hmm. and I think, I think Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon they had like enough respect with to end them as I, yeah. they did. But How to Train Your Dragon is one of those ones where it has such a cult following. They're well, really it's, good. It's just like Shrek. It has like that massive cult following. They're like, really good. They'll movies. never. They'll never. Yeah. Get old. I only ever saw the first How to Train Your Dragon. I thought it was really good, but I hear the sequels are good. They are very. They, I've only seen. I've seen the. I think I've only seen the second and third each once. Mm-hmm. The only um, thing I didn't but they're like, really good movies. The only thing I didn't like is you had to listen to Jay Burchell for an hour and a half. <laughs> Draw people away. <laughs> he drew me away. That is true, though. I'm trying to think. Like DreamWorks is like. Yeah, Shrek. They definitely mind. I mean, the Madagascar like movies were actually like they were pretty decent. good. And yeah, I mean, I think they're, I mean, they're like Kung Fu Panda. There's some like one-off. There's some one-off. Mega Mind is good. I like that one. Hmm. There's some like one-off ones that are, that are pretty. Monsters vs. Aliens is okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't Cloudy with the Chains of Meatballs DreamWorks? That's Sony, I think. Sony. Which Sony is becoming a very. I don't, did either of you guys watch that Mitchells versus the Machines? I watched the first twenty minutes. I liked it. I just never. I just didn't go back to it. Yeah. The, the stuff they're putting out in between that and, and Spider Verse mm-hmm. and it's pretty. I mean, they're. I mean, definitely a lot more, I think, they're definitely willing to take a lot more chances that a studio like Disney will take. Yeah. Yeah, what is, Boss Baby? Like, I don't, the last, like, they made some They really don't put out too years. many, yeah. um, troll, uh, Trolls, I guess is kind of trolls, their big one. Okay. I haven't seen, I've only seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah, they're not the studio they once were, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys that Oatmeal and Stout wasn't, wasn't that good. I still have like two sips. So let's keep having a discussion about like Boss Baby and all those movies. You know what, you know what this episode is really exposing? What? That we didn't do a, we didn't like do an outline for Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First one back, you know. <laughs> this is good, yeah. I think this is the stuff we should be going for. And I'm trying to, what else, is there anything else to talk about with Falcon Winter Soldier? I'm trying to. Where do you guys see the future uh, with John Walker, Wyatt Russell's character? I I will say, I don't know how I really feel about him as a hero. And I, yeah. I and, and I think it's definitely important to put the, like, I, I don't think that's the exact direction Marvel is going. I think when you see him murder someone in episode four and then come back as a hero in six, I'm a little confused. I mean, I feel like probably the easiest way would be to go the anti-hero route, kind of like a Loki type. But mm-hmm. again, yeah, I mean, that's pretty irredeemable what he does in uh, in four. 
I told you guys, I got, I got like, toward the end at least, I got like Scott Lang vibes from him. He was just kind of bouncing off the humor and I don't know. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. When he was walking with Bucky in that last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's, it's again, and again, it's hard to say because who knows how they're going to, you know, we don't know when we're seeing him again. Yeah. Would he be in like a Thunderbolts or? I would think so. I mean, if he's working with, you know, Val, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character. Yeah. I, I, whatever he's doing, I think it's definitely going to be kind of behind the scenes, mm-hmm. not really okay. on, on the books. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to be nothing more than just like a cameo here and there. I don't even mm-hmm. see him making it to like the big screen. I, I could definitely see him. I, I think, up I think in a he movie. winds up. Honestly, I don't know which movie. I mean, just looking about, at their lineup, I don't about, know. What about one. the Young Avengers? Do you think he makes a play in there somewhere? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe he. I mean, going. I don't. Yeah. Marvel's like phase to be. Like, we don't know. I, I assume phase four is going to end with Fantastic Four. I could but see. But we don't have a release date for but that. With the whole like, multiverse thing, too, like, you could just easily just write them off, too. Because hmm. I was looking at their yeah. slate today. They, so they have 10 movies. For phase four, so but I mean, there's a couple like we've you know, we know are coming, but you know, we know we're getting Captain America four, we know we're getting Blade. Um, is Blade in phase four? They, I, I think they're having problems with Blade. That's crazy. Like, to think of Blade was announced two years ago, and like, there's been no like announcements with it other than Mahershal Ali. I was interested and I was looking it up about a week or two weeks ago. They just put out a report that I think they're still working on the script for. Like, I think they want like a black like director for Blade, mm. which is understandable. Yeah. Um, and I think they always wanted to do Blade, but I think they wanted to do it as a show. As a and show, I think okay. Mahershala Ali convinced them to do a movie. Yeah. And I think they're kind of having trouble figuring out how they want to do it. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're probably in no rush to, you know. As I said, the Mar- like they've done so many things now they got to bring vampires into it like you know uh, yeah uh, yeah we interesting to see what that ties into whether it's like Doctor Strange or right. uh, I don't know I'm sure he'll come in in some capacity yeah. but... we shall see there's one um, topic that we still haven't discussed yet and I think we need to open another beer for this alright let's go so this is the unnamed one right Yes. It is a double IPA coming in at 8% alcohol. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. That's, that's the last beer crack we got. I had asked uh, the lady that gave us these if we could throw our suggestions in, in the hat. No one wants they to finish this one? That's all you do. I, uh, I'm not I a big fan of the Finish the breast tricks. So kind of throw our names in the hat for, for naming this one, right, Dave? I just thought you said, like, breaststroke. <laughs> I'm thinking back to my days of swimming. I wasn't thinking anything like perverted. The 100 breaststroke. This one, the boss baby? That, that was my, like, my best, like, competitive swimming, like, stroke. I used to be I, so bad. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't do breaststroke. Yeah. I could never get my feet to do the frog thing. Up in the beginning of practice. Something. It was a lot of a lot of a lot of laps. And our goggles conveniently like got clobbered water at the shallow end of the pool mm-hmm. every time we went yeah. up there. <laughs> uh, summer swimming, that was way I too easy. Co- and then one of our coaches was like, yeah. "You guys aren't even like practices," and we're like, well, "Yeah, we like we do it. In, we try it in the bathtub at home at night." <laughs> Flip turns in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine that? It's a deep bathtub. Summer swimming was that. Oh, that was a joke. This looks really different from the others. 
This looks like more of my cup of tea. Mm. Kind of looks like the Pilsner a little bit, a little lighter. So what do we got here? Is this a double IPA, you said? Yes, 8%. It's the Blueprint logo. They this, must have had this one this for a while. This established in 2017? It says this is canned from 10... This is, is this like a new brewery? What? It says established 2017 on the can. Oh, blue, yeah, Blueprint. I think it's pretty recent. It's yeah. pretty recent. Okay. Yeah. okay. I like their logo. Yeah, I like it too. It says this was canned in October th- October 13th. Hmm. Maybe this is one they've had for a little bit. Yeah. So maybe they... HBC 431. I guess that's... I guess... It's a label. Yeah. Double IPA, 8% alcohol. All right, let's, let's give it a whirl. There's an interesting flavor to this one. Yeah, double Maybe. IPA flavor. Yeah. The scent, when you like bring it up to your nose, you could tell it's a double IPA. Yeah. I, wish I, I do like it. Mm. That's not bad. This might be the post-credit brew. I, I like that name. Just call it the post-credit brew. Just our logo. The post-credit brew. Uh, let's get it. Yeah. But I think like, we talked about this before when we were thinking about it. I'm sure it's been used by other other places too, but if you're talking about like us being like a movie podcast, hazed and confused. Oh, I said that, yeah. E- without a doubt, that is already an already established <laughs> <laughs> It's a great name though. <laughs> I think it's something with a like double though. Double I'm sure double rainbow. Like that's you know. I'm trying to think of something based off like the movies, like someone with the movies. Post credit intermission. Nah. <laughs> Bruce Clues. Bruce Clues. <laughs> That's probably a name too. I, I don't know. Like hearing that one brewery you go to, John, Doctor Brew Littles, like. I don't think anything Dr. Brulittles. We gotta make our way over there. That is a cool... I, I liked everything I tried there, honestly. That one is pretty good. Yeah. Where is it? Cherry Hill? Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like in New Jersey. It's not far over the bridge. Alright, so Dave, you want to bring up... Or, well, what do we think of this one? A little heavier. Double IPA. It goes down better than the oatmeal one. For sure. I agree. It's not me just taking jazz as the oatmeal one. I just did not like that one that much. This is this is the first one out of these four that you can tell just from looking and smelling it, like when it comes up to your when, you're like, when it comes up to your nose, mm-hmm. that it's gonna be a strong beer. It's heavy. Yeah. And we had two stouts. Yeah, and I think when you hear double IPA, I think you you kind of come to expect that. But is eight percent like like is that the range for a double IPA? I think they they're a little heavier. Like I'm trying to think the one crate dragon that we did that was, was like, like 10. nine point five ten. Yeah, so yeah, I think when you hear double, I think at least usually it's like ten percent. I definitely I I think the pilsner might have been my favorite of the four, but this is a good one. I, I do I like this one more than both the stouts. I think, but th- that yeah. first stout was good. I like yeah, the, the peanut butter one was really good. Solid. No, the peanut butter one was very good. That might have been my favorite of all these. I think. I guess like collect- that one was good. I guess like collectively as 
maybe as a brewery, but we can just give them our rating as one from all of them. What would you rate Blueprint on just in terms of like their beer selections alone on our rating scale? Of five being really, really good and one being like dishwater. Give it a four point seven five, I think. Yeah. Point seven five. Okay. Yeah. I want to go four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Mm. Four point seven five, like in that range. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I would go for I would go four and a half. I, every time I've been there, I've been very impressed with everything they've and, had. And that's what I'm going with is the atmosphere when you go to the brewery. Um, it's People fun, are super friendly too. Very yeah. laid back. You said outside, it's really nice. They got picnic tables, they got fire pits, lawn chairs, things like that. And then you go inside, and it's it's nice. They got high tops. I was at like these breweries that are like in like these industrial like yeah, like, mm-hmm. I guess like campus industrial park, parking spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're always fun. Yeah, but it's just it's good. I mean, it's like I said, I think, and the beer is good too. Like I said, I mean, I think this is kind of a mix of different beers that you would get there. You know, I don't think you would necessarily mix like a stout and a pilsner if you go there. Um, but it's good. I'll tell it you what, like, it, it gave it, us good variety to talk yeah. about. It did a great variety, yeah. Like, I'd imagine stouts are a little bit more expensive, too, just from, like, pricing. Like, we got two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, usually they're a little little heavier. And honestly, like, if, if they're listening to this episode, like, if you have something new you want to you want like the trying just send us our, our way we'd be more than happy to even if we just do like a review right on the spot we just post something on our instagram or something like that mm-hmm. yeah if it's um or, yeah, or, or, or let, let us know when you're when you like rotate the beers we'll definitely come in and, mm-hmm. and promote some of the ones if you would like us to like yeah no i mean yeah i mean any new beers that you guys have or any old ones that you want us to try test out and kind of promote a little bit we'll definitely give it a try trying to think like i don't usually see like the blueprint beers like in like like beer shippers anywhere do you not usually i mean i, I think maybe from more of like the local i've br- seen like restaurants that have beer like, distributors beer around from, like, blueprint yeah i don't see like them like mm-hmm. definitely not like victory you can get like a case of victory at like yeah a little different maybe some bigger distributor bound seems to have a lot of uh do that okay i mean i've never seen this about but i haven't been to bounds in a while but like if i was expecting to find this somewhere. I feel like Bounds would maybe have yeah, it. I'm thinking yeah. of like like local beers that are breweries that are big now that you can get them anywhere. I'm thinking of like Evil Genius is one of them. Yes, like you can get Evil Genius anywhere now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've never seen it at Giant. Evil but Genius. You yeah. probably won't. I really don't like going to Giant. A Giant does not have a, that good no. of a beer selection. The, the Giant near me, I see Evil Genius sometimes, like that. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And now you can get them in cans, Evil Genius Beers. I I see that on Instagram all the time. Mm. And you're probably going to see it now because the government's listening. Yeah. (laughs) I know. For some reason, every time we talk about June Squibb, she comes up as like a recommendation for me on Amazon. What? I don't know. Any final closing thoughts on Fat Winter Soldier? I like the series a lot. It was a good series. Yeah, I, I think... Coming out of it, I was thinking more of, like, can we get another season of this? As opposed to, can we get a Captain America 4? Again, I'm not excited with how they announced it, but I'm excited to kind of see Sam's character continue as Captain America. And I I think outside of, you know, expanding upon both Bucky and Sam's characters, I think it was a nice way to close out Steve Rogers' story, too. Mm -hmm. Because he kind of just abruptly just, like, 
like leaves at the end of Endgame, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. We, so was he dead? That was the one thing I was kind of confused with. Is he? Did he pass away? I don't think the show ever addresses it. Yeah. Okay. They keep, they keep making jokes about him. Go- Going like to the moon or being on the moon, but like they I don't address it. That was like that's like peak Marvel humor. Yeah, like, those, those kind of jokes they always do. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nah, that's a great point though, Dave. So I'm kind of seeing them close out Steve's story through Bucky and Sam, just because he was such an important part in their lives. Oh yeah, yeah. It almost feels like he was like a father figure to both of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, but. And you know what I want to... I'm glad I'm going to bring this up. You know what scene really kind of stuck with me throughout this? Was when Sam ref- like took the shield back. And he said like he didn't want it. And I really liked the scene where Bucky was just like... Well, you know, it makes me feel like Steve made a mistake. And if he made a mistake giving you the shield, then he, he made a mistake with me. You know? Kind of feeling that way. So. Yeah. Sort of feeling like he could have taken the shield since Sam didn't want it, and maybe he would have been a better choice. But yeah, I liked how, like I said, I liked how I was still able to connect with the MCU, mm-hmm. and it actually it opened up quite a few different plot lines. Like I don't like do you think like maybe Sharon is the villain in Captain America Four? She could be. I mean, I. I think John, you pointed out maybe like Armor Wars she'll be a part of. Like that's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're, they're going to use her in some capacity given that post credit scene. Mm-hmm. I mean we haven't seen the last of her. Yeah. Do we even talk about the Diva at all? She does. She does feel a little bit more like a um television <laughs> villain. What character? Let's do a quick quick. I'm I'm getting the timer on, guys. We got one minute to talk about Baron Zemo. I'll tell you when it starts. It starts. I'll do a minute thirty. Let's do that. Because we, we we completely skipped over Zemo, and there have been some great memes for him. All right, starts now. What do we think of Zemo in this? Life of the party. <laughs> I mean, clearly, he loves the dance. Yeah, I mean, like, I just look at how he was used in Civil War compared to this movie. Like, he, yeah, I, I did not like him in Civil War, and he, I thought he worked really well in this. He carries yeah. a lot of like, that Loki kind of humor, the anti-hero kind of humor. I, mm-hmm. I will say, I think like there's definitely an argument to be made that like he kind of achieves his plan in Civil War, like he breaks the Avengers up. Yeah, um, but he's uh, he's so forgettable in that movie, but he definitely makes an impression in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we've seen the last of him for sure. Like he's, he'll pop in. He's again. showing up again. I think, like you, you just said it perfectly. If you weren't like a truly Marvel fan and followed the whole thing, you would not know who that guy was in that mm-hmm. cell. Yeah. So he very he was very forget, uh, forgettable. But he works well though, and I liked how they tied in the Wakanda stuff too. Just how like how much they want to kind of bring him in for like accountability and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what do we think about his rendition of Baba Black Sheep? I mean, we need a soundtrack of this show, I think, you know. <laughs> I mean, now that kids are starting to reintegrate back into schools, I would not be surprised if like that's the new version that's being played. And the memes with him dancing are just they're great. We we've used one of them on our social media so far. That's a timer. We did. <laughs> 
That's the time. It's enough for Zeno. I think we gave him his just. I mean, he's yeah. he's really only in like three of the episodes. So I thought he worked really well. I mean, you're saying like compared to him in Civil War, I thought he worked really well in this. Yeah, yeah. Turkish delight. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> Turkish delight. Um, it's good to be back, though. It is good to be back. I really liked this episode. I liked the blueprint beers that we got. Thank you, blueprint again. Um, yeah, thank you for giving us the free beer. Really great variety. And I like that, like, I think, John, you pointed it out where, like, you wouldn't go and have these back to back to back, you know? Like, you wouldn't go from a stout to a pills. It really felt like we were just at a, at the brewery just enjoying mm-hmm. a flight. This is a, yeah, this is a, a perfect after the flight. Movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's a good idea to try to do. Is maybe moving forward, like with movie theaters opening up and stuff. Maybe we see a movie and then go to a brewery and do like a fl- quick flight or something like that. You know, and just go like, give our thoughts on each of them. Yeah, or even like if there's a particular beer in that flight that we like, choosing that for the episode. So, like for the hungry investors, <laughs> <laughs> take it back. I won't. <laughs> Taffer, take it back. <laughs> Um, but no, you're right, Dave. It's good to be back. We're excited. Um, like I said, like movie theaters are opening up. I think all three of us are a little more comfortable going back to theaters, being vaccinated, things like that. Um, so it's going to be, I, I think it's, we're optimistic about this summer and the fall and kind of seeing how things play out. Yeah. And like I said, we're, we're starting our Bruce's summer tour, going with some, uh, some more seasonal beers. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I already took a, a peek at the list that we have already compiled. Kind of, I'm intrigued by a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I really am. It'll be fun. Yeah. And Good variety. I saw the list, yes. too. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not like the last Bruce of Summer, it was all mm-hmm. pretty much Cape May Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> like one place, but. Yeah. No, we have, like, we're doing, like, more flavor mm-hmm. taste things and stuff like that. So, yeah. it's going to be nice. It'll be fun. Um, like I said, I, but like we always say here, check out our social media. Mm-hmm. We're most active on Instagram. But we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we just signed up for Parlor. <laughs> just kidding. Lord. <laughs> That's how you lose followers. That's how you lose followers. <laughs> With its reintegration back into Apple, we decided to join Parlor. No. <laughs> Is it back on Apple now? It's back on Apple, yeah. All right, yeah. I. I I'm not on it, but I saw like an article. It's on there. We still got the knife from TikTok. I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with that. Yeah. But we will, we will take suggestions on anything. If you DM us on either platform and let us know you want us to review a certain movie, if you want us to review a certain beer, we got you. Give us feedback on, like, we're trying to get do some memes just to get some content filtered mm-hmm. out like when we're, we're kind of slow. So if, I mean, we always try to put a smile on your face. That's the whole point of this. And we want people to be entertained and mm-hmm. escape from reality a little bit. Enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Those happy pills, man. I'll tell you, they, they might have done the trick for me. Uh, it's good. Yes. No. Um, God. It's, so it's, even it's, if someone requests that we it's weird, like, do what, a retrospective what? of Daddy Day Camp, we're going to do that? Daddy Day Camp or Daddy Day Care? Or? Daddy Day Camp. Daddy Day, with Cuba Gooden Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I think a daddy daycare retrospect wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, though. <laughs> Let's get it going. Was it the Jeff Garland and Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, yeah. But this was fun, guys. Time's I'm excited open. to see what else we got. It's weird being back in the studio. Like microphones and headphones and XLR cables. God, I think the, the nerd in me is just like goosebumps. You it's know? been a while. I mean, it's we've fun. done a lot of Zoom. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Like, if we had to go back, like, I would. Mm-hmm. I'm so over Zoom. <laughs> I, I really am. Don't miss it. I do enough for my job as it is. And even <laughs> just, like, even just like doing the editing and, and post and everything. Is like, it a lot easier with this? It's so much easier, yeah. Because every time that 40-minute ended, we had to wait for the thing to convert and download right. to my computer yeah. and then do a new recording. It took a while. It must have been yeah. tough. Yeah. But no, this is good. We're back. We're live. And uh, we're going to keep giving you guys content. Yeah, I, I think it really feel like it's in movie theaters opening up like now and everything. Mm-hmm. The sky's the limit with what we can do. And now that the bars are opening up again, we could do some more fun things. Maybe mm-hmm. we can go do a live episode from a bar. That would be fun. Or like if if a local theater's doing like a promotion and they maybe we could be at like sit, like at a little table outside of like the sit the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Like like a walk up table or something like that. Like, you know, sky's the limit. You're right. Yeah. And we we did prototypes with the koozies that came out really nice, some t-shirts. Yeah. And look out for our promotion, too. We're going to be doing... I I think I'm just announcing it now. I think I didn't tell you guys about this. We are going to do the post-credit Bruce Fantasy Football League at the end, starting this football season. With, like, a five-hour buy-in, mm-hmm. and the winner gets a post-credit Bruce care package. T-shirt, koozie, some merchandise... Got to jump on it. And a wrestling belt with the Postgres logo on it. <laughs> Again, sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, I'm thinking too far ahead. No, you're good. But. but. With that being said, this has been Postgres Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later.